Welcome back to episode number 80 of the NP Dude. This is Jeff the NP Dude giving nurse practitioners a voice. That's all of you guys. So keep comments, questions, concerns, headaches, problems, issues, stories, anecdotes. I don't care. Whatever it is, you send it to me at jeff at the npdude.com. That's it. It's that easy. That's the easiest way to get me. Uh, you can also get me on Facebook. A lot of people get me on Facebook. You can catch me through the NP Dude. You can tag me on anything you want at the NP Dude. And what that does is it links, I'm figuring this out slowly, it links people to be able to click and go right to my, my page. That's really what it does. And um, But sometimes it would show up that I was tagged. That's what's weird. So sometimes it shows me and sometimes it doesn't. I don't know why it does that. If somebody knows, tell me. Uh, you can also PM me personally, Jeff Powers on Facebook as well. Don't forget to leave me a rating, guys. The more ratings I get, if you Google the NP dude, the Facebook page comes right up, and the first thing it says is a rating underneath it. So if you guys give me a rating, the more ratings on Facebook, the more ratings on iTunes, the more we're going to spread the word. We're at 967, I think, today on Facebook likes. Um, so we're getting there, and I'm, I'm really not even p- posting much on Facebook. Just whatever, you know, here and there comments. Nothing big deal. So um, keep sharing the show, guys. Really appreciate that. Keep keep comments and questions coming to me. And I, I have a couple that came through that um, are regular listeners that, that I've I'm, I'm got a continual feed from about, I don't know, a dozen people that just continually are saying, here, here's another one, here's another one. A lot of it's the same stuff because we're seeing it all on the same... Facebook threads. Some of it I don't want to really get into at this time because it's kind of a, a topical thing that's either going to blow over or it's just it's you know it's kind of hard to discuss on the air and, and, and make it a a one-sided conversation, I guess. So what one of the things that I did get from somebody that was um, a relatively new listener and contributor to me sent me the Facebook posts, basically the links from a Facebook post that we're talking about. Uh, an op-ed piece that was in the Houston, I don't know whatever it was, the Houston newspaper, Houston Chronicle, Houston Tri- Tribute, or I don't know what it, what it was, but the, the Houston um, local newspaper. And it was an op-ed piece that was written by a radiologist that was the, the daughter of a patient in the hospital for a neurology issue for Parkinson's and leg weakness, that type of stuff. And the the comment to me was what do you what are your thoughts on this you know what how do you how do you take what's your take on this article and and um, I think my my response might shock some people um, for the most part when I read the article I was like this is bullshit and I'm going to tell you why and that's the, the the fact that I think it's BS isn't the reason you guys are going to be shocked but the reason I think that you're going to be shocked is I don't think a person wrote that article. Then you're going to go, what? How can that be? Someone has to write every article. I honestly think the way that the the article was written and how bland things were stated, it was obvious to me that that article was repurposed from multiple other articles that I've read. And I'll give you an example of why this happens. Or I'll give you I'll give you how this happens. There are now computer programs that are out there that that um, web developers and people that produce a lot of content utilize that basically searches the internet, pulls different articles from different places, rewrites it so it's not a copyright violation, repurposes it, repackages it, and makes a new article. 
there's there's robots that do this, and, and by robot I mean generically speaking, it's it's computer program. But you think of it as a robot. There's robots that write articles all the time on the internet, and a lot of people don't know this. And when I read this article, I, you know, ten thousand hours. If you guys haven't seen this article, and it was this, uh, and I can't remember, should NPs be you know working on their own or something like that? And I and I read this article, and I'm like, this sounds like so many other articles that I've read. And when I started looking at it again, I'm like, I bet that was a robot. I just started thinking about it because I've seen or listened to podcasts in the past, the different ones that I listen to, and I'll, I'll talk about some of that here in a bit, bit too, because somebody asked me about that as well. Um, that was that was um, what they did was they took specific articles that were written on the internet that were that were either written by a robot or written by a person and they read them and they said which one is it you tell me and you can't tell the freaking difference they are exact i mean it's it sounds just like a person writing it it's amazing it's amazing the amount of software that's out there that can do stuff that that and and the whole idea is that if if you want to um, contract with with somebody to write an article, you got to pay them a couple hundred bucks. So you buy the program, and you can sit there and spew out as many articles as you want, and then and then publish them to different websites, and then and, and just building content on web development to make your site look beefier, bigger, and get more traction. And there's a ton of ways you can make money doing this. I'm not good at it. I would never dream of doing it. But there's there's people that are making a ton of money by by utilizing the internet and letting robots do the work for them. It's kind of kind of a neat technology. Is it good information? I don't know. I think set of human eyes looking at a document to at least say, yeah, that, that kind of makes, you know, I'm not just spewing out garbage is important, but sometimes you can't tell the difference. And and the reason I say that with this specific article is 10,000 hours of training. I see, I see that all the time. And I don't think a physician that's done radiology and neurology or, or whatever would sit there and specifically say 10,000 hours because not everybody does 10,000 hours and 10,000 hours isn't like a minimum threshold that's set as a standard that I'm aware of. Somebody tell me. Maybe it is, but I, I don't think it is. I keep hearing hearing the argument of 10,000 hours all over the place against NPs. 10,000 hours of training. 10,000 hours of training. And I don't even think that's the right number. I don't think 10,000 hours is actually the right number because most residencies are three years. Right, so even if you did, you know, eighty, let's say three years at two thousand hours, which is a forty-hour work week, right? That comes out to be six thousand hours. That's most residencies, and so you, yeah, they're looking stuff up and they're doing this, that, and the other thing. But that doesn't, you know, whatever. That's not on-the-job training. So what's the definition of training? Just being in existence for you know three years of residency. I don't know. It, it just—it's the same number I've seen multiple times. So it looks like that. Now, some of the other things in that article, then I was like, "Yeah, I don't buy this." As a as a, as a person that is, um, really writing the truth or really hearing what's going on. So, and and, and I mean that in a certain way because once I explain it, you'll you'll understand. So the the article says. I was sitting there with my mom and I was, you know, waiting for the physician to come in and someone comes in and says, hi, I'm the doctor and they have a white coat on and it wasn't until I saw the name badge that it said it APRN and she does have a doctor degree, but she's not a doctor, 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 right? And this doctor argument all the time. I don't know if anybody in their right mind, even if they have a doctorate as a nurse practitioner would go in and say, hey, I'm, I'm Dr. So-and-so 
And if they are, then they deserve to be called to the mat on it. Because in reality, you shouldn't be calling yourself, in my opinion, straight out doctor without explaining who you are and what your credentials are. You could say, I'm a doctor, nurse practitioner. I'm a doctor uh, in advanced practice, registered nurse. The problem is, is that, is it, are you a doctor, a physician, and an APRN? It just causes a lot of confusion. So in my opinion, I don't think anybody in the right mind goes out there and says, I'm Dr. So-and-so, I'm with the neurology group, and purposefully misleads. Now, could the, could the, 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 the daughter have misinterpreted under stress of being there and tired and you know, all that stuff? Absolutely. But the way it was written in the article, it just was blatantly obvious that no one in their right mind as a nurse practitioner would walk into the room and act the way that they described it in that article. So it's bull crap. That's why I say it's crap. So I don't think that I would trust that information. And it to me, it just sounds like it's either two things. One, it's a robot, which is very likely. Or two, it's the Medical Association writing an op-ed that's generic and fictitious because it was, oh, they want to remain anonymous. Well, if you want to bash a profession, you better, you know, suck it up and use your name. <laughs> that's my philosophy. So the the big picture here is... Do I really care about this article? No, because it doesn't really influence anybody in reality. In one instance, even if everything that they stated was true in that article, that still doesn't mean that the nurse practitioner wasn't bad. It just means it was a really good neurologist because that nurse practitioner didn't break the standard of care from what I read, just didn't. So the, the, the question then becomes, does this article really impact anything? I really don't think it does. So there's probably 12 people that still read the actual hard copy paper out there that are, um, you know, oh, well, I better go to an actual neurologist instead of a nurse practitioner that works in a neurology group. Whatever. Doesn't mean that the doctor that works there is going to be like, I'm going to get rid of my nurse practitioner because they wrote this op-ed about it. That's not going to happen. They need that nurse practitioner. That nurse practitioner is probably kicking ass for them making them a ton of money and helping them make their day go easier. So the people that are paying that nurse practitioner, they ain't going to get rid of her. And the people that are looking at the at the newspaper are, are generally the elderly or the older, older population, and they're already set in their ways. They don't typically, not always, but, you know, they, they assume if you're male, you're a doctor anyways. Even if I tell them ten times I'm a nurse practitioner... And they seem to, for whatever reason, good, bad, or indifferent, they seem to trust males. So from my perspective, it doesn't bother me. But it does bother me that, that they tend to, to um, want a physician over a female nurse practitioner. That's weird. That's, that's bothersome to me. And I do correct them. At least in my, in my practice, they don't do that because the director's awesome. So everybody loves her. <laughs> so that's not an issue. Um... But does this article really mean anything to anybody? I don't think it does. It's just, it's, it's, it's really the only person that's benefiting is, is the Houston whatever nurse newspaper because they're getting more hits on that website now because it's controversial. And that sells. And it's a, it's a stale, repurposed argument that's been done and done again, and we're going to see it over and over again. And how do we handle it? We ignore it. Just ignore it. Stop Stop sending this article around, everybody. Don't send the article around. Stop, stop sending 
website hits to the Houston Press or whatever the hell the name of the website is. Okay? Just ignore it. Ignore. Delete. You see somebody send this to you or it's on a Facebook thing, don't click on it. Ignore this stuff. You want to read it for the shock and awe factor because, oh, they just want to inflame you. They're just going to inflame you. You know what it's going to be about. Just ignore it. Just ignore it. Because there's 230,000 advanced practice nurses in the United States. If, you know, even half of them hit that website and spread the word, it's going to go like wildfire and they're going to get a ton of hits. And guess what? They're going to make more of these stupid articles and, and, oh, that made a lot of traction. Let's write another one about how bad nurse practitioners are. Ooh, we'll get a lot of hits on that. So let's don't, let's not feed into it. Just ignore it. I read it because I wanted to be educated on it because of somebody sent it to me. I typically, when I see those types of things, I gloss right over them because it's it's shock and awe factor. It's typically anecdotal. It's typically made up. It's not it's not real. And even if it is real, there's bad people. There's there's crappy professionals in every profession. And so, you know, cherry picking a couple that are the 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 main ones that everybody's going to latch on to isn't isn't. Uh, doesn't give me any knowledge. Doesn't give me any insight on how to fix the problem. My my solution is ignore it, delete, move on. All right. Second issue of the day, and I kind of mentioned it briefly, and this one's just more for fun, so it's not really NP related. But somebody asked me, uh, Paul, actually, my my listener Paul out in Oregon says, "Hey, what what are some of the things? Just trying to get to know you better, Jeff. What what are some of the things?" And he said. Um, he was asking about the apps that I went through. Paul, I, I went through the apps fairly thoroughly. and I, I mean, I might have set them fast, but if you listen to all my podcasts, which I'm hoping you do by now, um, I kind of went through them fairly thoroughly, I, I believe, and if not, replay it, because I, 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 I don't really want to go through apps again. I've kind of hit that one, and I still use the same ones. Medscape's my go-to for the most part, and that's, that's because it's free and I'm cheap. And it's good data. It's good information. If it's not in Medscape, I Google it. <laughs> now you can have it in 10 seconds. So it's not that big a deal. Um, but Medscape's my go-to. But I do use, you know, um, USPSTF's uh, EPSS app for, you know, um, health pr- promotion stuff and, and screenings and things like that. And then everything else, I just I kind of just do my do what I know, what I learned in school and, and uh, what I've learned in clinicals and that kind of stuff. So I'm not, I, I don't know if there's much value in going through apps again. But one of the things Paul said to me was, Jeff, what are, what are some of the podcasts you listen to, whether it's you know medical or not? I don't listen to any medical podcasts. I just don't. And, and there's a reason I don't want to. Because I don't want to act like I'm copying. I, don't want to, I, I listen to nothing from anybody else that does this in this world. I don't listen to any of the you know, clinical minutes or whatever they are. I, I, don't, I don't listen to any of them. I don't have time. I'm either baking a podcast or I'm listening to my own, you know, different, you know, um, just recreational podcasts. So what are those? So some of the podcasts I listen to, um, I love a guy named Dan Carlin. I don't know if you guys know who Dan Carlin is. Um, he does two different podcasts. He does the, the Hardcore History podcast where he goes through different events and usually wars and, and periods of time or just disastrous type events. He did like a six-part series that was like, I don't know, 30 hours of podcasts for um, World War One. It was awesome. It was really, really interesting. Um, he does another one that's called Common Sense, which is kind of a political commentary with, with an ear towards um, history. 
so like what's happened in the past and correlating like current events to things that's happened in the past which is kind of a neat way to, to think about things and uh, but the problem with him is he doesn't put stuff out very often so he does a lot of research and so he like it builds up and then so you, if you if you're a voracious podcast listener like I am I tend to burn through his stuff really quick and then I got nothing for a while but he's fantastic if you haven't listened to it or you like history or you're really bored you're like man I want to listen to somebody that tells a good story he's really good he just he sounds good and I, I sound like crap so I'm, I'm sending you to a guy that's going to make me sound like horrible so keep that in mind come back to me though <laughs> don't just listen to him uh, another podcast I listen to uh, the Jason Stapleton show He's uh, like a political commentary, but it's from uh, a libertarian, small liber- small L libertarian, like leave my ass alone type philosophy. And so that, that resonates well with me, and I, I like the things that he has to say. Some of it I don't disagree, or I, I do disagree with, but, but um, so that's a, that's a good one there. I uh, listen to a couple of um, podcasts that are related to like gardening and homesteading and stuff like that, which I don't need to get into. So you guys don't want to do that, right? If you guys have specific questions about it, I'll be more than happy to send you to that, to those, uh, homegrown liberties one. Um, he, he hasn't had anything out recently. He just had one show recently, but they're, they're all going to Patreon sites so that you, um, get some of the content, but then you have to kind of pay to get the other. And I, I'm, my philosophy is, um, if you have that much information to give, just I, I think you should just give it, right? And then either go by donations or some other way. I just don't think podcasting is should be almost like radio. It should be free. That's my philosophy. But some people pay for it. So those are some of the podcasts I listen to. Um, there's a couple others that I'll stumble through every now and then and just kind of listen to one or two and then move on. Uh, the Wealth Steading Podcast, which is all about like... Um, uh, investments and things like that. I listen to him too. It's John Pugliano. He's pretty good. I like him. And um, that's about it. That keeps me busy listening between making my own and listening. That's about it. So what else do we have going on today? I had another one that came through. Uh, Chris in North Carolina said that uh, North Carolina, they didn't pass their, their full practice authority law, which sucks. Sorry, dude. Sorry I didn't make it. Um... So what do I think about that? And he, and he was like begging me, come on, dude, you're the voice of NPs. you got to get out there and scream at the top of the roof about people getting involved. And and I think that there is something to be said about that. But here's the deal. I, I, I honestly think, um, now, you know my viewpoint on federal government. You, you have zero say in the federal government. Nothing you, no, nothing you can do or say is going to inf, in, impact federal law at all. doesn't matter. You can call right. You can get involved. doesn't matter. It's not going to do anything. Um, because they're going to do what they're going to do, and you're just one person, and they could give a crap less. State, I think you have a little bit better opportunity for it, but I still think it's it's very limited, right? So if you if you want to call your state representatives and legislature and and your your um, you know, bend their ear and say, you know what, here's what we do, and here's why we need to have full practice authority and They'll be okay. That's great, and they say that they'll they'll help you, and they want to propose that you know nurse practitioners are opening up uh, access for patients to be seen, and it's a cost-effective way. And you know the Institute of Medicine um, reports all say that it's good, and it's you know there's no reason not to do it, and all all these are great things, right? It all it all works out, right? Well, the problem is is that 
that um, at the end of the day, they're going to do whatever is going to get them reelected. And getting them reelected means that they have to follow the party lines. And sometimes the party line says, you can't vote on this. Not yet. It's not ready yet. We're not, we're not there yet. We still have too much uh, medical community and medical sway and medical money coming into the party. And so we need to not vote for this. And so you can write as much as you want, but what really matters is dollars. It really does. It's money. It's 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 money to buy the politicians off. And and I'm I'm not being I guess I'm being a little facetious, but the the big deal with that is I mean in reality you're buying them off. You're it's it's legalized extortion is what is the way our politics works in America. And it, it is. I mean, lobbyists are they're extortionists. That's exactly what they are. You want to, hey, we want you to do this, and we'll give you this much money, and we'll come, come give to your campaign and to the party and, you know, all this stuff. Well, guess what? They're giving to both sides. <laughs> it just depends on which side is more likely for them to win, which one they're going to give more money to. But they play both sides of it. So do, do I think you can affect the change? I think you can, but I think it's money more than anything. So I would say join your state organization. If you really want to help with legislation, you join your state organization. If you want to help, you you get involved with your state, um, your, your state organization so that you have a unified front to, to fight whatever it is that you're fighting. Now, I think it's more important on a day-to-day -day basis that you educate the public more than that, more than anything. The more people that say, you know what, I like my nurse practitioner and I really don't don't want to have to, you know, try to go see the physician or, uh, you know, I, I really like my nurse practitioner and they're telling me I can, they can't open their own practice because they have to pay a collaborative and, you know, they, they can't make this work as a functional way to go. I, I think that's a bunch of crap. And then those guys are the ones, when people in your district start all writing you, then, they're, then they start making, they care, they give a hoot. In Ohio, I think there's what, 2,000, you know, 2,300 nurse practitioners. That's not a lot of people. So in Ohio, I can't write a letter. Even if I get all the nurse practitioners to write a letter, that's a snippet of the population. That ain't gonna make much much of a difference. But if you get a bunch of people in the district, and you and you do good work, and we all do good work, and we all touch people's lives in in a, in a way that makes them say, you know what, my my MP is just as good if not better than the physician at what I need then that's more of a I think that's a better advertisement for our, for our profession I think that's a better way to go I really do I think we can actually affect change in our own community at, at a much higher rate than we can by making a ton of phone calls and doing that and and I I, I it's just my cynical view and I, I wish I could agree with you Chris that screaming from the rooftops saying you call your legislator is going to make a difference it's not going to make a difference there's not enough of us in your individual states it's just not enough so even if you got 10,000 of you screaming at the top of the roof that's that's fine you can shut down their phone system for a weekend or for a day or for a couple days but in reality eh, It'll blow over. They just they don't answer the phone for a week. They're going, go golfing. <laughs> they don't care. They could care less. They care about votes. That's what they care about. And money. So that they can get the votes. So unless you have the money or the, the mass of people 
and we don't have it as a nurse as a, as nurse practitioners. We don't have that that critical mass yet. And if we do get that critical mass, I'm going to be worried because then I'm going to be probably competing with a billion people to get a job if I ever need one. I don't want that. I don't want a critical mass. So that was it. Was sad to, to hear that, Chris. I'm sorry that you guys didn't get full practice authority, but guess what? You'll get it. Everybody's gonna. It's gonna happen. It's just a matter of time. Just join your organ, state organization. Make sure you support them and what they need, and and um, and uh, stay abreast of the issues and talk to public, talk to the people, talk to your patients, talk to your friends. I I talk to people in line at the grocery store about nurse practitioners. I just do it everywhere. It's just got to be part of your day. Have a little 30-second speech on what we do and why it's important that we get full practice authority. Maybe I should do that someday. Do my speech. Maybe I should do it now. I don't know. It's only 24 minutes. I don't know if I want to do that right now. So it's not really sad. It just depends on the situation. But I could I could come up with one on the fly probably. What do you think? Should I do it? Should I do it? Let's do it. Let's try it. So um, I'm in the grocery store. I'm at the line. I got my scrubs on. Right or whatever, and somebody turns and says, "Oh, are you a are you a doctor?" And I said, "No, I'm a nurse practitioner." Oh, oh, okay. So, do do you work under a physician? No. Oh, oh, I just hit a wood woodpecker. Oh man, there's a redheaded woodpecker just hit my windshield, dude. That sucks. That was a pretty bird. Oh man, that's miserable. I'm not even going fast. That's sad. Man, I love wildlife. All right, that kind of just screwed up my thought process. Anyways, all right, so I'm in line. They say, are you a doctor? No. Do you work for a doctor? Uh, I work in a practice, and there's a collaborative physician. Oh, what does that mean? Oh, well, a collaborative physician is just I have an agreement with a doctor that if I have a question, I can ask him a, a, a question. That's it. Oh, you mean you don't have to work underneath him? No, we don't have to work underneath him. We're, a, we're our own practitioners. We have our own license, and we do our own work. And uh, we're advanced practice nurses. We're educated at the master's level. I worked in the ICU for a period of years before I went and did that, so I've got, you know, a lot of background in doing that. Oh, okay. So, I mean, it's it's not real hard to do. It's a, it's a quick spiel. No, I don't work under a physician. I don't really need them. If I if I have a question, I ask a, I ask a, a physician a question. Or if I have a, a need a, to go to a specialist, I consult. But, yeah, we prescribe medicines, and we do a lot of the same things that physicians do in the family practice setting. So the only thing we can't do is surgeries. And that's not what we do in family practice anyways. So for the most part, we do the same thing. Oh, really? Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, it is interesting, isn't it? So tell your state legislator that we want full practice authority. What do you mean full practice authority? <laughs> See what I'm doing? It's easy. It's just spark a conversation. Tell everybody. It's easy. It's easy. It's less than 30 seconds. You can have most of the information out and say, oh, wow, that's really, seriously, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's pretty oppressive in the state of Ohio. They make us they make us sign a contract with a, with a physician when in reality, I don't really have to talk to them much unless I really need it. They look at a couple of my charts every now and then just to make sure that my, my treatment plans are appropriate. But I've never once had anybody, you know, say, oh, you should have done it this way or that way because in reality... You know, we give the same quality of care, if not better. And we have a different philosophy, too. What? What kind of philosophy do you have, Jeff? Well, I treat the whole patient. I don't just throw pills at people. Oh, what do you mean? Well, I talk to people about diet, exercise, educate them on what they should be doing in their life. If they have emotional issues, we talk about those, too. Spiritual things, whatever. It doesn't matter. I can't believe I hit a woodpecker. Seriously? Man, that's a bad sign for the day. My schedule's booked. <laughs> That's not a good sign. It's a bad omen. 
know what that means. Somebody Google what it means when you hit a woodpecker with your car. That's got to be a bad omen, right? All right, guys. So I'm just rambling at this point because uh, that's what I do. Keep sharing the show, guys. I really want to. I want to hit that thousand mark. We're so darn close to it. And then we're going to go for two thousand. Then we're going to go for ten thousand. And then we're going to go for fifty thousand. What do you think? Think we can get there? I don't know. I don't know if it's good enough, but I don't. You know, I'm just having fun. So we'll keep having fun. Don't forget, you guys can catch me on iTunes and give me a rating there. It is important for you guys to do that. It's one great way that you can support the show is to give me a rating on iTunes. And Facebook as well. Ratings there. You can always catch me, Jeff, at the NPDude.com. Catch me on Facebook. PM me personally. I don't care. Catch me however you need to catch me. There's no excuse for you guys not to be able to get in touch with me. Don't forget, if you really like what you're hearing, if you really want to support the show, you can go ahead and click on the banner for Amazon on my webpage. Again, it's to the right if you're on the full page. It's at the bottom if you're on your phone. If you click on that, it will take you through my Amazon affiliate. It doesn't charge you anything extra to buy whatever it is that you're going to buy on Amazon. So do your shopping through my Amazon affiliate link, and I'll get a small percentage back. It's just to help me pay for the web hosting and just to support the show and just kind of keep things going on. So we'll see if if uh, if, if you guys like the show. Don't forget to spread the word and, and uh, use the Amazon affiliate. So thanks for listening, guys, and we'll talk soon.